0: There's All I Want to Do by Cheryl Crowe here on Radio Bath. It's Rich Boveson here until midday today for you. So today on The Story to Tell, I've got Chris Thompson coming in. He's sat opposite me very now. Very now. He's sat opposite me now. We're going to chat very shortly. If you have any questions for him, he's an IT specialist and also an entrepreneur. And we're going to talk about the new company he's got, which is about Wi-Fi as well. If you have any IT questions or any questions you want about Canada as well, because he's Canadian, email in at studio at radiobath.com or text your message to Bath, followed by a message to a Double O, double one. Now, some days, you kind of wonder if things are sent to try you. And this is one of those days. Now, we've got Chris Thompson here. He's an IT specialist. We've just had a problem with the computer. And the classic thing, Chris, isn't it, is that you turn it off and on again. Absolutely. And we tried that, and it didn't work. (laughs) So we then had to unplug it, and then it works again. So is that the solution to all IT problems, simply turn it off and on again? I'm going to
1: go with 85%. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so on a story to tell today, we've got Chris Thompson. If you hear my voice going slightly, by the way... I've had a bit of a chest infection the last few days. I can hear the collective R going everywhere. But uh, it's making me sound slightly husky. uh, People have paid for this, apparently, in the past. Anyway, he's going to talk to us all about his new project, about making the internet available for all via the world of Meshi. But uh, first of all, Chris, we're going to find out a bit about you. So, Chris, tell us who you are and how you got to where you are today.
1: Okay, well, yeah, my name's Chris Thompson, um, Canadian, um, born and bred, and um, I got into IT probably about thirty years ago professionally, and uh, it's it's not the sexiest of subjects, but uh, I like it. I'm a bit of a geek at heart, and um, yeah, from there, kind of started running IT companies and um, solving problems for people, like like the one we just sort of yeah uh, saw there, and uh, and it's kind of gone from there, really, and.
0: Um, yeah, me in a nutshell. You in a nutshell. Yeah. Now you grew up. in... We're going to talk about Canada in depth a little bit later. But um, so you grew up in Canada, and then when did you move to the UK?
1: I moved to the UK about sixteen, almost seventeen years ago now. Okay.
0: Yeah. And why did you move to the UK?
1: Well, it was it was for love, really. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and obviously I I love the people and the, and the land. Actually, I I, I visited it um, visited the UK. About two years prior to moving over, I uh, really fell in love with it, fell in love with the people and, and the culture and um uh, a lot of people kind of look at me funny when I say that, but it's true and um and then, yeah, we took the plunge and moved and uh yeah, here we are
0: and here you are, seventeen years later, yeah. still in the u k do you get to travel back to Canada often? I do,
1: yeah, I go back uh every other year ish okay uh, yeah, and' I've, I've got kids, we got to go back, and uh obviously my entire family's over there, so yeah, um
0: yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So which part of Canada are you actually from then?
1: On the west side of Canada. So um, in Alberta is where I've kind of grown up and uh, so that's sort of nestled in with the Rocky Mountains. Right. And uh, it's, it's uh, a bit biased, but I like to say it's probably the nicer side of Canada in terms of view and, and countryside, but... Um,
0: I'm sure other Canadians would debate that with me. Well, I'll be honest with you, and we were chatting about this before, is that I would suggest most of the UK, and I'm going to put us all in one big bucket here, (laughs) we know very little about Canada. So if, if somebody said to me, where is Ottawa... Yeah. I would say yes, that's in Canada, and that's <laughs> okay. the level that I know. And I yeah. I like geography, and i yeah. you know l- look at maps because I'm strange like that. Yeah. But Canada's one of those vast expanses which indeed it I is, don't yeah. really look at very often. Yeah. So so kind of how does that make you feel regarding kind of where you say you're from? People go great. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you do get the uh,
1: the funny questions like, oh, do you know John John Smith? I'm well, yeah, I know a John Smith, yeah. but yeah, you get sort of funny questions like that because it's a vast land and but but yeah, people kind of I guess they don't look at it that way from here or in other countries as well. So um yeah, it's it's interesting to talk to talk to people about Canada.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. I so say we're gonna talk much more in depth about Canada a little bit later. Now, you went down the IT route. Yeah. Okay. What made you go down the IT route then? Um
1: like I said, a geek, a geek at heart, um, I think when I was probably 11 or something, my dad brought home a, a computer, it was a massive looking thing, and um, set it all up, and I kind of, every minute I could get, I'd get on there and try and play with it and do things, and then from there I just got more interested in gadgets and tech, and that evolved, and, and I got into it professionally, and um, yeah, and, and it's just not stopped. It's uh, it's ever evolving, isn't it, IT, so it constantly uh, changes and keeps it interesting for me, and yeah.
0: it does go it literally never stops i so say i i'm going to say i'm slightly older than yourself chris okay yeah, just a just yeah. a few years older <laughs> now my memory back in the this must be in the 1980s yeah. i remember going around to my best mate's house and he was saying we're going to do some coding and i'm like great yeah. what's that and yeah. we spent about six hours typing in these random numbers yeah. into something and eventually it brought up i think a stick <laughs> yeah. on a screen <laughs> yes. i was like we really just wasted six hours of our life for that I I then go to my first yeah. PC that I bought, yeah. which had a 1.2 gigabyte hard drive on it. Ooh, that's, and, that's big. And they said at Back the time, then. you could go for the 1 gig or the 1.2 gig, but we'll be honest with you, you're never going to fill it. Yeah, yeah. And movies these days, if you download a movie, that's four and a half gig normally. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, it
1: evolves so quickly. And like exponentially now, it's, it's ridiculous. It's kind of beyond what people even realize now, or even I realize, it's every time I look at the latest technology, it's advanced so far, so yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's insane. And it's that classic thing of as soon as you've bought it, it's already out of date. Indeed, absolutely, yeah. Now, here's the big question for me then, okay? So, yeah. I'm not going to tell you which way around I am, okay? Okay. But, yeah. okay. if you had to choose between Windows and Macs, yes. okay, for their operating systems and usability Ooh. and all of that, yeah. which way are you going and why?
1: Oh, well, this is a tough question because it's immediately sort of uh, puts me on one side of the it's, fence. It's
0: polarizing everything, so <laughs> go for
1: it. <laughs> I'd have to say I've always been a Windows guy um, okay. just because I found that I could get into the, the guts of it a bit more and, and, and play around a bit more. But I respect the fact that people like Apple because it is. I think it's sexier looking. It's definitely um, been designed more for the, the graphic design and the, the creative type. And um, it's funny, you do see the different personalities with, with mm. Macs and, and Windows PCs as well. So um, I like both. I love, I love both, but if I had to choose, I'd go
0: Windows. Now, that doesn't surprise me, if I'm honest with you. My, <laughs> my eldest, um, he doesn't like um, having iPhones anymore because he can't, as you say, get into the guts of it. Yeah. So he likes to have an Android phone so he can play around with all the settings and stuff. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'm that busy. I just want it to work. Yeah, no, I exactly. I don't want to look into the background of it,
1: and that's that. That's a good point because they do. They do just work, especially like the iPhone or whatever. I, I actually have an iPhone, so
0: I'm I'm in that camp. So you are a bit of both, then. Bit of both. Yeah. Okay, swinging for both sides, basically. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is when you turn the laptop on and it's a Windows one, and right. it says installing updates. yeah i love that and yep. then you're there for 20 minutes going really watching that line go across the screen that's yeah. the story of my life <laughs> is it literally just sat there going is this ever gonna finish do not turn your computer off it will die if you do anything yeah that's absolutely. Uh, that's the wonderful world of windows updates isn't it but um yeah there you go hopefully they'll sort those out um we're going to talk about meshi very shortly i'm um, just very quickly give us a brief overview of what meshi is though
1: Okay. Yeah. So Meshi um, kind of came came to light a couple of years ago. Um, I so I support a couple of schools, and there are um, I probably tell I'll tell you the story because then it, it helps make the company make yeah. sense. Um, I support a couple of schools uh, down in Salisbury area, and there was um, during COVID, obviously um, there was issues with families not having devices for their children to get online. Um, so uh, the government help subsidize that and schools were able to give those devices to, to families but there was still the issue with broadband um some of the families might have had broadband but um maybe it was just a, a package that was limited on data and the, you know getting two or three children on online to do their homework was a constant struggle and sometimes they didn't even have that so um, it was a problem and i realized uh, right away that actually was a it was a you know a global problem but certainly a uk problem so i knew of a way to <clears throat> um create a device that, that could share broadband um, from, per se, the school um, or, or anywhere to these families wirelessly so they could have access. And um, I kind of set a goal to, to, to build something that could actually be put into a business, a school, an organization, a home. If somebody wanted to share, they could um, into a sort of a larger mesh network, hence the name Meshy. And um, that kind of sits there but a big pool of internet available for people that that can't afford it or can't you know can't get access to access to it easily. Um, there's a lot of other ways it can be used, but that was sort of the fundamentally the the, the primary reason why I built built the company um, and and it's, it's sort of grown from there now we've got. Um, I mean Bath, especially um, people don't realize there's a massive divide between um, sort of um, lower, uh, underserved families and and you know quite wealthy families and and everything in between. Um, but that divide is growing, and it's I think it's probably one of the worst in, in the country. And so um, you know we're definitely focused on, on rolling out in Bath first and and, and the Salisbury area,
0: and uh, and and we're making making an impact already. So it's exciting. No, it sounds, sounds fabulous. <laughs> sounds like a, a noble thing to do, and hopefully it will go well for you. Thank you. But, um, we're going to find more about that very, very shortly, okay? Now, we're going to have some break from music. I've gone classic Canadian Brian Adams next, okay? <laughs> yeah, just because nice. you're Canadian. There's no other reason for that. Um, but when we come back, we're going to be doing some IT questions. Okay. Okay, so if anybody has any IT questions whatsoever that you can try and stump Chris with because he's been doing this a long, long time. Yeah, please Then do. Uh, text Bath followed by your message to 80011 or you can email studio at radiobath.com. So we'll be back with Chris after this. So, welcome back. It's Richard Bowerson here until midday today. On a story to tell, we've got Chris Thompson, IT specialist. We're going to talk about Mezhi soon. But first of all, we've got some questions all about IT itself. Okay. (laughs) So, first of all, I know a company recently that had a massive cyber attack. Yeah. Um, And the reason it happened, and it cost them millions and millions of pounds to get it sorted. Yeah. Um, They had to change production, stop production for a while. It was a major issue. And it was because somebody had clicked a link in an email it was as simple as that so lots of people will be listening to this at working companies how can you kind of tell if this is genuine or not it's getting more and more difficult to tell to be to be fair and so uh,
1: it's a problem i think it's got to be dealt with by you know by the it specialist for the company or the management it needs to be taken seriously because yeah it is it's a problem we deal with it a lot with our company and um you know, there's there's lo- there's organized crime out there. There's uh, large organizations that are built just to attack companies like the one you spoke about to get that money because it's they can they you know there's a significant reward if somebody clicks on those links. Yeah, and so those emails. You know, sometimes you see the obvious ones. Um, which, are spelling or English. Or I'm um, from
0: Nigeria. I'm going to
1: give you millions of
0: pounds, obvious really. Obvious ones,
1: right. Exactly, exactly, right. Um, but then they, they're getting more sophisticated. There's ones that look like sort of a Microsoft email that change your password. or um, So you really just need to just double... St- if it's asking for any personal information or click on a link, always check like the email address at the top um, the subject, even check with a colleague, or, or especially if you're sort of working for someone, um, check with your, your boss or whatever if it's something that you should be clicking on before you do. Because, um, yeah, it could, it could. I mean, people lose their jobs because they've clicked on a link. Mm. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of sad, but true.
0: And I even had a text message yesterday, um, which I believe was spam as well, because it was like um, your DPD delivery. You yeah. know, click on this link.
1: Yeah, indeed, yeah. And I clicked on the link. I have no idea why. It's it's sort of just second nature, isn't it? You see the DPD. Oh yeah, because everyone's already getting stuff from DPD yeah. and Amazon and um, and yeah, they're they're doing it on their phones, right? So like through text message, um, through email, it's any way they can get you to click on that link. Um, yes, it's always just stay on the lookout. And there's there's software you can you can get for your computers at home, um, in the office. Um, there's there's things the IT specialists should be sort of putting in place to, to protect you from as much as possible from those yeah. links. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Right,
0: I'm going to ask you a couple of quick things then. So yep. I had the incident the other day that my lovely wife, the lovely Zoe, she was doing some stuff in the kitchen and she spilt some water yeah. on my Mac because I'm a <laughs> yeah. Mac person. Yeah. I was very pleased by the scenario. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Yeah. 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 Well, what should I have done? Okay, yeah, so
1: it's tricky that one because sometimes this what I'm about to tell you doesn't even work but if the moment any liquid gets on on the laptop or device you've got to power it off first thing just turn it off um, and unplug the power from the the power source Um, if there's a battery in it pull the battery out and then just leave it to dry and you know some people talk about putting it in like a a box of rice or Mm. um, which actually does work it does pull the moisture out from the device um but um you know a blow dryer hair dryer kind of thing um but it's just letting it sit there for like a week to completely yeah because even a little bit of moisture in there can short circuit the board and then it's toast yeah um so it's really getting that power turned off straight away do not turn it back on for i would say you know 48 hours at least kind of thing um that'd be the best practice And, and there's no guarantees even after that so no, thankfully, it,
0: it was okay. Okay, good. Uh, and, you know, it's quite an expensive laptop. So, uh, see, I was quite pleased by the fact that it was it was still survived. Yeah. Um, but okay. her Windows laptop, not so much, but that's because it's Windows. Um, <laughs> now, another question that's come in yeah. is the classic thing of... And I, I would suggest most people are in this category, yeah. in that they have a password, yeah. which they will use for multiple things. Yeah. When I say multiple... Again, I, I'm not going to say what my password is, of course. Yeah. Okay. But I, I had a notification saying you're using this for 63 different items. You might want to change that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have the capacity to think of 63 different passwords. Yeah. Exactly. So what's yeah. the best way around that then?
1: That's uh, it's it's just password managers, right? That will do. They'll generate your um, password for you as well, and you can get the app for your phone. You can get it put onto your Mac or your PC, and it'll just sit there. And it will the minute you need to put in a password, it'll actually pop them go hey i've got a password for you and it'll put it in for you uh you just got to click on it and that's what i would recommend everyone do there's free ones out there that are actually quite good and um you just need to google it and um I would say, yeah, do that first and foremost and start changing those passwords, yeah, because that's actually another way those guys get in and, and, and get into your uh, get into your stuff. They find out all about you. They'll use your information against you. So, it's yeah, it's definitely a real thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I still remember there was about three years ago when there was a thing on Facebook about saying um, what was your particular type of name if you chose your, your mother's maiden name and your birthday, and people were putting in all of these qu- answers yeah. online. yeah. And it's like you're just giving worrying. your passwords away. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the honest truth, and that's uh, goes back to that password manager because it generates uh, just a random password yeah. you wouldn't normally even think of. It. It's just garbly gook, basically. But um, because you've got it on your app and you've got it on on you know on your phone and on, and on your PC, as long as you have the password to get into that manager, hmm. um, but don't use the one that you commonly use. Try to <laughs> think of a new
0: one for that. Um, you're, you know, you're golden. That's. Absolutely. Now, mm-hmm. the wonderful world, world of uh, chat GBT yeah. is starting to take over a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just a bit. What's your thoughts on where that's going then, as an IT specialist yourself? Yeah,
1: it's um, it's going to. I mean, it's already disrupting the way people work, and it's going to continue to. It's it's only evolving. Like every, literally every minute of the day, um, it learns and gets better and and, and evolves. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with, and you know, in the next. Five years is, is it going to replace jobs? Maybe, maybe a few, but probably you know, absolutely going to be used as a tool for um, specialists and, and, uh, you know, experienced individuals to
0: do their job better.
1: You so, know? explain
0: to people quickly for those that don't know what is Chat GBT?
1: It's just a, it's like an online kind of algorithm that you can, a portal you can, you can access and ask it and to do anything almost in terms of, um, written content but even even now you know they they're doing stuff now where it'll actually create videos for you photography for you art for you um literally everything it's quite scary actually um the, there's there's actually no limits anymore with it um but it's it's constantly evolving uh, artificial intelligence it's learning how to do things how to code how to yeah how to it's just growing so it's um kind of an interface that you can use to
0: and lots of people will be thinking back certainly i do to kind of the 1980s and early 90s films of the terminator yeah. and it's yeah. like the robots have taken over the world yeah. yeah um is it kind of going down that route to some degree uh, i
1: mean uh, i are going to have
0: arnie coming out <laughs> yeah. with his uzi nine millimeter scary thought isn't it i mean yeah
1: it could i guess have put in, in the wrong hands but i think there's enough good people out there in the world that are trying to do good with it and um, it's unlikely I think there's certainly going to be there's the argument for it's like weaponization and all that kind of stuff that you know military might might use it for but um, the, the day-to-day
0: kind of stuff I think you know I, I don't think anyone needs to be really too worried about it. Yeah. Fabulous and last one on this then there's lots of different terms in the world of IT and this one kind of I didn't really understand it blockchain yeah, what is blockchain then? So apparently it's quite a big thing.
1: It's a big thing, actually. Meshi uses that in our technology. It's it's basically it's a technology. Um, sadly, it's been sort of abused by some, some bad actors out there. Um, a lot of scams going out there, and um, so it's given it a bit of a sort of a what that? a tinge on 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 its name. But it's actually a very useful technology. It's um, it allows you to. Um, do sort of hyper fast transactions. An example would be for Meshi, for instance. Um, we monetize a lot of the transactions, but using the traditional bank systems, we just wouldn't be able to send a 5 p transactions to through bank accounts, um, simply because of cost and, and time. So we use blockchain technology to uh, simulate those transactions for us and convert them into you know convert them into actual currency. And so it's. Um, you know, it's 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 a, it goes further than that. There's a lot of security built into it. For instance, if um, if you look at so the old ledger thing, so if you're looking at your bank account, for instance, and um, it's right now it's all centralized in one bank, right? So if that bank ever collapsed, their servers ever collapsed, your your bank account would be gone Mm. um but on blockchains this is just an example but actually they are they are doing this um you might see your bank account but that's actually replicated across millions of computers globally so if that one computer died or even half of them died your record would still be there it's all encrypted as well It's it's garbled to anyone that tried to get into it but you just log in as richard again boom it's there it's never gone so right. it's it's kind of decent it's called decentralization right and that's the whole premise behind blockchain amazing yeah.
0: and we're going to find out more about that with meshi very very shortly back with chris after this cool. the story's the same never changed we've been here before because if you like there's love yourself by justin bieber it's richard boverson here until midday today so on today's a story to tell we've got chris thompson it specialist and he's here mainly today to talk about meshi now i'm going to read a statement out this is from your website okay, okay. so the Meshy you the meshi wi-fi network has the potential to scale quickly to become the uk's first decentralized large-scale high-speed public wi-fi network what does that mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay let's break it down All Right. okay so meshy wi-fi that's the, the key word is wi-fi um it's it's a wireless internet that is decentralized meaning everyone participates in it so you can put a little wi-fi device on your home um, they're already popping up in bath and you can share a portion of your internet if you so please But for helping build that Wi-Fi network, so all these little nodes kind of dotted around Bath link up and create a mesh. And that's why it's called Meshy. And um, and the internet kind of gets pooled together between this mesh and it wirelessly so that then people could then access it. And so it does create more of a resilience network um, in terms of if, say, somebody turns their internet or their device off, or say you've got 50 devices in Bath and 20 people decide to turn those devices off well there's still 30 going they're still sharing and that can still get out to the people that need it so it creates a bit of a more of a resilient type internet as well
0: so what's what's wrong with having a centralized Wi-Fi network
1: um, well it's a point of failure single point of failure right so if somebody's providing that got that mesh network out there they're piping in that one big broadband going into it um, if that fails or goes down um, then everyone loses out. And um, and that's the, the big thing, and it's the other part of it is the other sort of dream behind it is that that's being provided by uh, you know a large provider. they're, they're, they're lining their pockets and um, everyone else is sort of paying for it and, and hmm. sometimes not getting the great service behind it. Whereas with Meshi, um, the dream is everyone can provide it and share a bit of it and, um, and get that reliable service and also earn a bit of income from it. Okay. Uh, yeah, How does that work then? Yeah. So um, the, the the blockchain side of the technology allows us to monetize the that those devices. So basically, what the, the you get an app on your phone, you get a digital wallet. Um, it will basically track your device. So if you are providing that good connection to the next device, that's maybe in the neighbors or down the down the street, um, you get a, a reward for it, and it builds up and creates a, a digital token, which then can be converted into. Real currency. Okay. Um, so it's yeah, the, the blockchain allows you to sort of convert digital currency into actual currency.
0: So I'm just so just so I'm clear because I've looked into this and I was a little bit confused because I'm you know not very clever and all of that. Let's move on from that moment though. Yeah. Um, is that so? I'm imagining. Let's say I'm in Twerton, quite yeah. near to the radio station here. Yeah. And there are thirty houses that have done this, and yeah. there are thirty houses that don't have broadband. Yeah. And is it those thirty houses that don't have broadband that can log into these other houses? Then
1: that's right. If they subscribe to the meshy, we've got a meshy connect um, site, and um, they, as long as they sort of meet the eligibility, so it's not something that obviously, um, if people can afford it, you know, afford the the regular price broadband, um, then they can they need to stick that. And so there's a bit of an eligibility thing. It's for it's for people that. Maybe struggling, maybe had a bad bad year or whatever, or um, you know they're un- being underserved. Um, they just simply can't afford it. Um, those are the families and the people that were, we're out out there to help. So um, yeah, absolutely. They subscribe. We give them a, a device. They plug it in, and they pay for that. But it's it's you know a five or a month kind of okay. thing, as opposed
0: to sixty a month. Yeah, I was so. going to say, normal broadband's 50, 60 quid a month, isn't exactly. it? And there's lots of people that can't afford £1,000 a year for broadband. Exactly. Yeah. So this would be £60 a year. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. That's, that's quite a difference.
1: It's a lot more food on the table for them. It gives them a leg up to get online, you know, get get work again. And that's really what we're trying to be, is that bottom rung of the ladder for, for them to get online, get work, get, get back into society, t- take advantage of what's available out to you online and... Um, and then
0: go from there you know so what's your kind of short-term vision let's let's imagine we're in bath as you said it's already been rolled out a little bit in bath yeah um so kind of what's your vision for bath
1: uh i think bath we'd like to have full coverage across all of bath in all the areas um uh, of, of bath so it's it's available um you know even available for professionals sort of downtown you know you know i've probably i've certainly experienced walking downtown and and just struggling to get on the four G. It's
0: it's yeah. meant to be really good, but it's dreadful.
1: Yeah, I mean you'll see you've got full signal, but then when you actually try to use it, yeah. it's like, hold on a minute. I'm not I'm not getting anywhere. So yeah. absolutely. So um you know we've got businesses downtown that are they're keen to start sharing. Um we're just about to put some put some up for them. So, yeah, getting that full coverage would be be a real great case study for the rest of the u k yeah
0: that's already interested in it we're getting sort of a lot of queries already, so so your vision is to kind of locally get this up and running yeah. um, and then presumably send that out nationally and possibly even internationally i'm guessing
1: that's right, yeah, the vision of the of the company is an international vision, so it's um, you know uh, I think it's one third of the planet doesn't have access to the internet. Um, so um you know we're kind of in line with the i guess you could look at like Elon Musk and Starlink a little bit. I think he's trying to get internet out to everyone. The problem with with his product is it's it's very expensive right. um so you know we're we're trying to get to the people that that can't afford it, and then that's a big problem globally, you know, not just in the u k
0: yeah so. absolutely now. You were meant to be here last week, Chris, weren't you? I was okay. indeed, yeah. I, I even advertised you were coming on and everything. <laughs> and then you messaged saying, I can't make it because I've got an investor meeting. Yes. So this right. isn't fully off the ground yet, is it? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 off the ground in a sense that the product is built um, and we're starting to roll it out, uh, roll it out in Bath. Um, but in terms of scaling it, being able to scale across the UK, that is going to require funding. Um, you know, we can't... Just make money in a thin air yet anyway but um uh, so we are going to need some funding to to get get it going we've got obviously interested um organizations in in the product but there's kind of that gap between the sale of the product and and now and Mm. so we need to fill that gap
0: yeah Yeah. and i know a lot of startup companies get to the point where you're at at the moment and simply run out of funding that's right and amazing ideas just go by the wayside so if somebody did want to invest and they're listening now how would they get in contact with you uh, I would say just just email me at chris at Meshi.co and um
1: I would be happy to uh yeah have a chat with them I and mean, yeah hundred percent
0: and it's very unusual your your email address because it doesn't have u k at the end <laughs>
1: that's right. yeah, we try to be a bit different, a bit clever, maybe. Bit too clever but <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's that's us
0: meshi.co and it's not just you and your team is it so there's a number of other people that work for you i'm guessing
1: that's right yeah there's 10 of us now um, um a number of them are developers that's kind of been the significant part of of meshi is building the app and building the blockchain technology and also the
0: the wireless technology behind everything so um yeah there's 10 of us at the moment 10 of you and you know presumably that's going to expand as you hopefully get bigger and bigger absolutely
1: like we're, we're we're dying to get more people it's just it's the funding at the end of the day and and the sales is kind of we're at that point now yeah. right that crunch point
0: and whereabouts about so, are you actually based for doing all of the work at the moment then
1: our head office is actually based in salisbury but um we've got a few of us in bath and um we're kind of dotted all around we do a lot of remote working um but we do meet in salisbury head office um Every other week, or at least once a month anyway, um,
0: and collaborate online basically. And does it kind of link to the Tech B organization that you also run?
1: It does, in a sense, um, that Tech B is sort of a managed service provider, so Tech B does help manage the meshy devices. Um, and there's a couple of technical experts in tech B that do help with the meshy right. side of things. Yeah.
0: Okay. Amazing. So if somebody wants to get in contact, it was remind me of the email again. Chris at meshy.co. Fabulous. So that's meshy, and we're going to try and get internet across the world. Amazing. Great. I'm not saying that we're playing just Canadian artists today, but that's another one, isn't it, Chris? Indeed, yeah. Yeah, Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. It's Richard Boveson here until midday today. Uh, So today on A Story to Tell, I've got Chris Thompson here from Meshi. He is Canadian. We're going to talk about that now, okay? Now, (laughs) when I came in today, we were talking to Gerard, and he was saying, it's minus eight when I got up this morning, and I was saying, it's minus five when I got up. What's it currently in Canada, Chris? Well, it's uh,
1: right now minus 21, where, where I'm from, but right. uh, last week it was minus 45. Okay. Yeah, so
0: yeah, it gets cold. It, that, that's proper cold. So, yeah. so how do you deal with that sort of temperature?
1: It's all about um, staying inside, really. <laughs> heaters. <laughs> but stay, heaters, yeah. Stay bundled. Um, yeah, we're, we're built for it, obviously. We've got the, the technology behind the, the tires on the cars and yeah. the, you know, everything is all sort of met, you know, designed to cope with that kind of weather.
0: Well, that is the issue in the UK, isn't it? Is that we don't have extreme weather at the moment particularly. Yeah. Um, so, therefore, when something does happen, we're all going, oh, no, what <laughs> are we right. going to do? That's right. Yeah. In that weird voice. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I went into that voice. It's uh, It's quite strange for me. There we go. Right, now the reason that i got really interested in canada is recently i watched the program race across the world yes and they they pictured six cup i think of six couples originally maybe five and they had to get from one side of canada to the other and they were given a budget and they showcased canada yeah and i was flabbergasted
1: yeah it was a really cool show actually i watched the whole thing as well and uh it definitely does a good job showing what what canadians are all about you know Give the shirt off your back, kind of thing. Yeah, that
0: was the bit that I yeah. was most interested in more than anything else. Yeah. Is that the culture seems to be that you will literally do anything for anyone and not necessarily want something back.
1: That's right. Yeah, uh, majority of the people are like that. They're very hospitable, especially to people that come come see us. You know, we want to. We want to. We're proud of our country and proud of how how we are towards people and being hosts. So yeah, you'll get that treatment.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And. Yeah. And I, I kind of watched it and thought, are they just kind of making it up? But then I spoke to you after the show, yeah. And you're like, no, that is that is.
1: I I I go back still. I'm sort of flabbergasted about how friendly we are because cause Canada is just a really friendly, overly friendly. I think it's beat into us as children or something, but, right? You know, um, we're we're yeah, really friendly. So I go back. I'm like. Why are we
0: so friendly? It's just yeah, it's just one of those things, I guess. And because presumably that people get moody sometimes. Still, absolutely, you can't be yeah. happy all the yeah, time. It's not happy
1: all the time. Yeah, I mean, everyone gets moody, and you still have your bad days, and it's. But people will still, still have that kind of would prefer to be friendly towards someone than than not. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Whereas over here, when I when I when I first moved over here, yeah, it was I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah what was it like?
0: You, so you, how old were you when you came to the UK? I was thinking, it was thirty so yeah. 30 yeah. okay and you've had for 30 years people as you say given their shirt off your back yeah. or their back to you yeah. and they'll do anything for you yeah. how was it moving to the uk uh
1: it was a bit of a, a bit of a change in, in sort of um, yeah the way the way that so i think generally people aren't friendly up front you know they'll be courteous and, and stuff but if you come across too friendly, then it's almost like they're looking at you like, "What do you? What do you want? You know, yeah. hey, wait a what, are you, what are you trying to pull here?" kind of thing. Um, so that was, I guess, that was the biggest difference. But once they get to know you, then of course, they're, you know, everyone's friend. I'd, yeah. I'd say the humor here um, in the UK is very similar
0: to the humor in Canada. Okay, because obviously yeah. Canada is not just the northern bit of America. Let's get that. <laughs> right. Let's get that that's right. That's and lots of people true. kind of think that, don't they? They're like, yeah. "Well, it's just kind of just America." Americans, but yeah. But kind of a bit colder.
1: Yeah, just funnier or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, um you know, we are we are we, we definitely pride ourselves in being different to the Americans, although we love the Americans. Um we do take the Mickey out of them a, a, a lot, but um that's because they're they're their neighbors, you know, that's what you do to your neighbors. But um yeah, I'd say in terms of in terms of humor, um we, we definitely if you go in a room with Canadians you you'll get on like a house on fire for sure. Okay. So yeah. So
0: any Brits going to Canada, they'll be fine.
1: Absolutely. hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I know my father-in-law goes to, can- to Canada skiing sometimes, yeah. but again, that would be a different type of environment, I'm guessing, because it's kind of all the skiing people and there'll be lots of people coming in from all over the place. All over the
1: place. But you obviously get the locals as well. We, we love skiing and snowboarding over there. Um, that's a big, especially if you
0: live by the mountains, that's huge. Yeah. So, being a so winter. if I was to travel to Canada then, okay, yep. it, it's a big place. Yeah. Okay. Really big place. I'll be honest. I'm not great at French. Okay, even though my okay. surname is Beauvoisin. Yeah, it's very that's a, that's as Hispanic. far as the French goes in me. If yeah. I'm honest with you, yeah. um, so I'm probably not necessarily going to want to go to the real uh, real French provinces. Yeah. So where would you recommend if I was going to go to Canada? Okay. Where would you recommend I would go?
1: Okay. I mean, from being biased now, I would probably steer you towards the west side of Canada. Aim um, you actually. There's there's a train from sort of um, Calgary. Actually, it'll go across all of Canada. It'll start from the east and go all the way to the west. It's meant to be amazing. Uh, it takes you right through the mountains, mm. um, through sort of Alberta, British Columbia, and right to the coast of the Can- of Canada. And I'd say from Alberta to British Columbia and onto the western coast, is you can't really go wrong. Any of that, it's beautiful. Um, you know, Banff Lake Louise, definitely some gems from, you know, that I would, I
0: would recommend checking out. And uh, yeah, can't go wrong can't go wrong and regarding food i don't know canadian culture at all yeah so i don't know if it's i was gonna say normal food whatever normal food may be i had somebody the other day saying to me they said when i go to china do they they order a chinese meal and i went no they just call it food yeah
1: (laughs) that's right (laughs) don't go for
0: chinese they just go and eat yeah but there we go anyway different matter altogether so what in canada (laughs) what what kind of things do you eat Oh, okay so we it depends on the province
1: you're in as well and actually canada's quite multicultural so it's quite diverse so you, you actually have everything you could ever want there to eat but uh, i would say pancakes obviously pancake pancakes maple syrup that's that's a big one yeah everyone knows that um canadian bacon as well from the in the breakfast that's quite quite a nice addition to your breakfast um we like steak steak you know if you go to alberta where i'm from it's a, it's a a cow um cattle sort of uh okay place so um everyone loves their steak there um, and how
0: would vegetarians fare then okay
1: well yeah of course they you know there's there's options there's alternatives i mean it's, it's all sorts of alternatives you don't have to have the steak no um so um yeah you do just fine actually
0: yeah i would so. be all right with that i'm being vegetarian myself which are is one right? yeah, yeah that's okay. why I'm asking that question <laughs> if fair i enough. if i pop out to canada am i just gonna be surrounded by cows <laughs> no you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine. And are there any hidden gems that kind of you have the Rocky Mountains and there's places that people are really aware of in Canada. Yeah. But kind of are there any hidden gems at all? Hidden gems. Um yeah, so I
1: mean Lake Louise, I would say okay, it's 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 a it's a, na- it's a name that people are aware of, but you, until you go there and check it out, um you don't know. I mean the lake is it's like emerald look, looking in in sort of when you look at it you can walk up the, the side of the mountain quite easily you don't need to be super fit to do that and there's a tea house sort of about a mile up on the mountain. I would say for anyone that wants to experience
0: a bit of the outdoors in Canada that would be mm. a great start. Yeah. So Lake Louise Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Yeah check it out So yeah I'm going to absolutely look it up cool. Now I know Chris from dancing and we're yes. going to find out all about his dancing story <laughs> right after this <laughs> I don't know that version I danced to a different version of that uh, which is a little bit quicker the Send My Love by Adele I really like that version though Chris it is very good yeah, yeah I like that yeah. it's a different version I normally do but it's really nice right talking of dancing then that's how we know each other yes what's the chances eh <laughs> me bringing somebody in that I know from dancing it's <laughs> the wonderful world of the dance that we do so for those who don't know I run the Ciroc local franchise here in Bath Braffron even Chippenham Swindon and Salisbury and everybody comes along and it's like a leveller so it doesn't matter what you do during the day; yeah. it's how good you are at dancing. Yeah. So, how good are you at dancing to start with, Chris?
1: uh Well, I'm going to say I'm a beginner. I'm still a beginner, maybe transitioning into maybe intermediate-ish. Yeah. But yeah, loving it, loving every minute of, a, in a minute of it. Um, like you said, it does take you away from sort of the, the day-to-day, um, mm. which is great. It's what you want. Um, And I've always personally wanted to dance um, ever since I was, like, probably a teenager, to be honest with you. But, you know, you kind of, there's these kind of stigmas and things like that. So you you don't do it as a, I think it's harder for guys to get into it, really. Definitely. Um, So life goes on, and it's like, oh, I really want to do this. And I never really, even even my partner really didn't want to do it. And so it never really happened um, until recently. Um, And then I met yourself, and, um, Hmm. you
0: know it's been different it has been different so how did you find out about us then it was
1: through a a friend Um, she I I was having a conversation about I think she actually mentioned she was starting dancing or something I'm like oh wow I really want to dance were you dancing she told me about you and so told me about um, Ciroc Um, because I told I kind of said well I've I've always wanted to salsa dance yeah yeah. and um, she's like well actually that's incorporated in Ciroc you should try it kind of thing and uh, yeah I, i love it Yeah, it's been great and
0: how did you find it when you came so which night did you come along first
1: i so i did go to a beginner class in wiltshire actually uh, at uh, near salisbury okay uh, so wilton, wilton yeah yeah um so I did that first and it was it was that easy they kind of they're really good at sort of teaching the basics you know and then they kind of take you aside because there's a lot of advanced dancers there as well mm. um so they, they did a good job of taking the beginners, myself and a few others uh, into a smaller room where we could go through all those steps again um, and get a bit more confidence and then come back into the bigger room again. And then the um, thing is, everyone was so friendly. Even even the advanced dancers would let you have a go with them um, and kind of help you along a little bit. And so, yeah, brilliant. I mean, yeah. I've often
0: heard that one of the scariest times is, or two occasions, first of all, when you first walk into the room yeah. and you don't know what's going to happen next...
1: Yeah. that's that's of often
0: a scary point point. Yeah. and then the second scary point is yes for the second class we break it out so the intermediate stay in the main room and the beginners go into a separate room yeah. and that moment when you then go back into the room yeah. and you're surrounded by experts theoretically
1: yeah indeed um, yeah that is that is a scary moment it's kind of like look to the side you see your beginner you were dancing with and maybe take them out on the dance floor first kind of mm. thing just to kind of get a feel for being on the dance floor around everyone else right um, but then it's it's funny, you know, like it's a different kind of way I was expecting in terms of dancing with different partners as well cuz people will just come up to you and say, "Hey, do you want to dance?" And they they may have been dancing for 3 years, it doesn't matter. That you go out there and you just sort of dance away and you learn your techniques and your moves and stuff and and then you're done and you, you enjoy each other's company for that three minutes or whatever you're on the the dance
0: floor. It's great. And then you move on to the next person. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) I always say they're the most important person for three minutes, and then literally the next person is the most important person for the next three minutes. Yeah, Um, that's lovely. That's all good. Um, What did you find easy about dancing then? Um, Easy.
1: Um, Tough. I I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I guess my rhythm is okay. I've been all right with rhythm. I've always been good with rhythm. Mm. Um but the moves, I would say were the hardest for me, like being a you have to be a, your a lead, right, in Ciroc, so or being a male you're generally a lead. And um getting those in your head and kind of getting that to the rhythm is more of the challenge I would say, but um the easiest thing I guess for me, I I enjoy talking with people and, and, yeah. and engaging with people, so I didn't have a problem with that, really.
0: One of the things that people often say to me is that they really struggle generally socially because they don't necessarily want to go down to the pub and drink alcohol. Yeah. Um, if you go to the cinema, then you're not talking to anybody. Exactly. Um, and it's like, where do you go? Where do you go? As yeah. somebody that's not 20 anymore. Yeah. You know, 20-year-olds might go and do a variety of things, bits and pieces. You pass the age of 30 and it's like, where can we go? Yeah. And for me, dancing has been an amazing thing on that aspect.
1: Absolutely. And the, the other thing is, is that... Even if you're if you're a bit shy and you're not the biggest conversationalist or, or whatever, you can go and, and you kind of have that mutual sort of understanding that you're not going to be sitting there having a conversation on the dance floor. You're actually there just to to learn how to dance with each other and enjoy that moment. And uh, and so maybe afterwards you have a little chat, or maybe just before, or just as you're walking on the floor. But it's it does allow everyone to kind of get involved and you don't have to sit there and, and talk to them. Is, no. Yeah.
0: No, you can have that conversation and then almost, it's a really nice get out clause for lots of people. They're like, Indeed. Have, they sit down, have a conversation for a couple of minutes and yeah. then the track would change. Yeah. And you go, a I don't think I know if anything else to say. Yeah. And therefore you go, would you like a dance? And generally, <laughs> unless there's a really you know valid reason, everybody says yes. That's right, yeah. And ladies can ask men and men can ask ladies. And it's uh, a lovely, friendly environment in that aspect. Absolutely. But it kind of gives you that taste of being social, but having a get-out clause. Yeah, yeah. Which is really uh, nice. Yeah, you described it perfectly. Yeah, I know. So that's now we've got a big event coming up on Saturday the Guild Hall in the centre of Bath um, 350 people coming it's, we're there all day it'll be an amazing day yeah. which I believe you're coming to
1: I am indeed yeah I'll be there how are you feeling about that day then excited actually yeah I mean I'm looking forward to seeing the experts out there showing us what, what, we, what we can learn and what we can do and and uh, no, I'm
0: I'm looking forward to it. It's going to yeah. be great. So, how do you feel about the teachers then? So, I'm a teacher, yeah. and I have the pleasure of being up on stage all the time. Yeah. Do you find the teachers intimidating or welcoming? How do you find them?
1: Yeah, not at all. I mean, they're they're great. Um, they're so sort of receptive to questions. You know, I, I mean, I was yeah last week. I was in Bath, Easton, and Mark was brilliant. I got he was sort of took him aside. and He's like he showed me a few moves that I was trying to work out, and um, Always engaging, always really entertaining up on stage, um, just a laugh, you know, and, and gets everyone gets everyone going. Um,
0: yeah, brilliant experience. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, sure. so it's Bath Eastern every Thursday night from seven forty-five. Uh, if you quote Radio Bath, you can even try your first night for free. Why not? <laughs> Let's get, throw that out there as well. Well, we're going to have another little break for music. When we come back, we're going to talk about leadership, which I know is another speciality of Chris's. Back after this. <laughs> There's Houdini and Dua Lipa. Richard Boveson here on Radio Bath until midday today. Catch me go so on today's story to tell, we've had Chris Thompson. He's here. And we're Hello. going to talk now about leadership. All right. So tell me your leadership story then. Okay. Um, well, I guess
1: where I've started, where I've learned to be a leader was probably... Um, Back when I was about 18, 19 years old, I would say, um, thrown in the deep end. And um, I, w- I used to work for a furniture manufacturer company and uh, installation. So we, I, w- I would sort of head up the installation team.
0: And we would do that internationally. Um, Is this the Smead? Is it Smed? Smed, yeah. Smed, SMED that's right, yeah. Now, I was doing some... I, as I've said many times now, I like to call it research. Some people call it stalking. Yeah. Okay. But I was looking at the chap that did that. Yeah, Morgan I, Smed, yeah. Yeah, and he he's recently... I don't know how recently this is, but he's recently... Hyador got this big place and he's put a fire engine in the middle of it
1: that's right yeah for and his it new reminded
0: me of Stephen bartlett who's okay. the diary of a ceo yeah um on dragon's den as well yeah and he was very famous for having a slide in their office right okay yeah and the slide had no purpose other than it just happened to be there yeah and it was like the same principle being used yeah it just happened to be a fire truck
1: yeah no indeed yeah i, I actually model a lot of what I know about business and leadership from Mogan Smed. Right. He was a mentor of mine now yeah, when I was 18, 19, till probably about 25. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so he, anyway, so I, I went to go work for his company. And um, uh, we started, so his company's a furniture, he hate, hate to be called a furniture company, but so he did a lot more. He's like interior solutions for offices. Um, but he needed teams to install these. In different offices around the world, and I kind of got elected once, uh, well, in the beginning, to to go do this, and I had never worked with a team of people before, really, hmm. um, especially installing like an office solution, like walls, ceilings, furniture, flooring, lighting, and so quite a big, quite a big undertaking. Um, I think it was nineteen, twenty years old, maybe, and um, I had a team there, and I had to, I had to. Get them working together as a team in terms of getting the different uh, sort of. I was able to take them and get working in pairs, kind of thing, and different parts of the project, and um, yeah, really thrown in the deep end. But I was sort of, I had the confidence to do it. I was just like, yeah, I'll, let me let me at it. So, yeah. um, and I managed to um, get everyone working together, and we it was a sort of a three week project. Got it done by the end of the by the three weeks, and customers happy. But it was. Yeah, kind of getting everyone involved and G'd up in the beginning and, and taking ownership of, of their part of that project. Um, sort of just... Yeah, I
0: learned on my own. That part. So lots of leaders have different ways of doing it, and yeah. there is not one correct way necessarily. Yeah. But it sounds to me like you've got the leadership style of motivating to start with and then giving the ownership of whatever somebody's doing to that person yeah. and then saying, get on with it.
1: 100%, absolutely. And I, again, I I get that from Mogan Smed because that's kind of what he would do with his employees in his companies, is, or what he does is he just empowers them to... Get on with it, you know. If they if they're specialized in an area, in area um, or even if they're not specialized in that area, but they're Intelligent enough or capable of doing what they're meant to do in that area he will just let
0: them run with it yeah so um yeah i'm a firm believer in that i had somebody the other day saying to me is it okay if they if they do something and i said absolutely i trust you and that was the key word yeah i trust you to do whatever you need to do send me the bill yeah and they were like are you sure you're okay with that i'm like you know far more than what you're doing, than what I I could ever know. So please just get on with it. Yeah. So I, I think I kind of have a similar philosophy, if, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, definitely, um, 100%. Have yeah. you found, what challenges, though, have you found? Because you lead this company, Meshi. Yeah. Okay, which is, for those that, aren't, that didn't listen earlier on, remind everybody what Meshi is very quickly. Right,
1: okay, so Meshi is a, a Wi-Fi network, a public Wi-Fi network, that is quite powerful, secure, and decentralized, meaning that, uh, anyone can can share a bit of their internet onto this public Wi-Fi for other people to use and earn, in- and they can earn income for, for doing so.
0: And we were talking um, off-air about the fact that the um, Bass City Football Club is right. using it. That's right, so exactly. Tell us about that.
1: Okay, yeah, so we've just uh, installed um, meshy devices at, at Bass City Football Club and um, they're about to go live probably in a couple weeks' time. We're just waiting for the gig speed internet to go in there and then they'll be able to support um, we estimate up to about 30 families um, from their football club because they're not using the internet all the time are they they sort of game day they'll use the internet um, but it's not been really great for the fans either. so now they will have good broadband for their fans but when there's not a game when the game's not on they'll be able to share that excess
0: internet yeah. for the people that need it. Because its I've been to many football games and you get to halftime and there's 20,000 people there. Yeah. Obviously not at Bar City, don't quite get that attendance. But yeah. um, even if it's 3,000 people there exactly. and the internet just runs incredibly slowly. So That's right. this would be a solution to that, would it? This
1: would be a solution to that. There's, the bottleneck always is the broadband connection that runs into the Wi-Fi. So the Wi-Fi is literally just the carrier of the broadband. But the the, the, the bottleneck will be the broadband. But there is going a nice uh, sort of gig internet service going into Bar City
0: Football Club. Um, so yeah, the fans should be quite happy with that. Amazing. Now, regarding leadership, so what challenges have you found r- running Meshy, for instance? Because you're yeah. the leader of that. Um, I would say the what is sort of the the biggest
1: challenge is the the personality conflicts. So when you're when you're running a sort of a, a tech company, you've got different different types of personalities. Often, often a lot of them are more introverted, um, and they're more sort of really specialized and specific, and I'm talking maybe software developers mm. as an example, um, and getting them to collaborate and come out and communicate with the rest of the team when you need them to can be a challenge. So you've got to use sort of different tactics to kind of speak to them in their language to get them to kind of talk uh, and, and communicate with the rest of the team. So I, I would say, yeah, that's, that's probably one of the bigger challenges.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's also a lot about equality, isn't it? Now, my, my lovely yeah, wife, 100%. she came up with, um, she went to some something recently, and she said, what I want you to imagine is that if you're equal to everybody and that everybody's standing behind a wall, yeah. then you give them all the same level box so they could then look over the wall. Yeah. But you've then still got those people that are tall that can see more clearly. Yeah. So actually equality is giving everybody a different sized box so you all end up the same height over the wall. And that's I thought that's quite a nice way of thinking it. About it, really. That's a nice analogy, yeah. Um, and regarding, you know, being a leader in a company, somebody that's autistic, for instance, you'd have to manage them and give them different ways of doing it than somebody that was very extroverted. 100%, um, yeah. And that's actually being equal to those people as well.
1: That's right, that's right,
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, it sounds like you're doing the right things. Well, thanks, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, so you've got Bar City on Meshi, so that's yep. kind of one project. Yep. What about the REC?
1: Yes, yeah, I mentioned the REC, yeah. So um, they are in talks with us. They're, they're interested in... In Meshi and what it can do for the community, um, the social impact behind it, they have a large broadband going in there that we estimate could sort of support up to three, four hundred families if, wow. if they wanted to. Um, so, yeah, they're 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 keen. Um, we're doing tests over there now, so hopefully in the future. We'll be there.
0: That sounds amazing. Now Chris has been in all morning. Every guest that comes in has the pleasure of doing the quick fire round, and uh, you're no different. So, okay, so coming back with that after this. It's time for our last section. Then, as Richard Burton here until midday. Chris Thompson's been in. Found, are you founder of Meshi? Founder of Meshi. Indeed. Founder yep. of Meshi. Yeah. Dot co. So <laughs> if anybody does want to invest in Meshi, because you still need investors, don't you? We do, yeah. How do you looking. contact again?
1: Chris at Co. Yeah, nice and easy.
0: Not dot UK.
1: <laughs> Not UK. Although we do have that domain, but dot co is the
0: the email address. Fair enough. Right, we're on to the quick fire round then, so everybody gets to know what the first question is, and I know you've listened to some of my podcasts before. If anybody has missed parts of this, by the way, you can listen to the podcast, it'll be edited over the next few days. Uh, Life off the stage, it's available to all of your normal podcast providers. But the first question, Chris, is what is your favourite ice cream?
1: Okay, I like the uh, Ben and Jerry's Karma Sutra. I've never heard of that. Caramel Sutra. Caramel Sutra. I was going
0: to say Kama Sutra <laughs> ice cream is a whole <laughs> yeah, <on>. different thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, hold on. You got that wrong. Yeah. It's, I think it's Caramel Sutra. It's really good. Really good. Okay. I mean, for me, I'm a bit of a sweet tooth anyway, so.
0: That's fine. Genuinely, made, just done one of my favorite moments on radio ever then. Um, <laughs> so, karma Sutra ice cream yeah. coming to you very soon. I'll rephrase that another time. Right. Are you tidy or messy? Uh can I say a bit of both? yeah, you can okay, say whatever a bit you of want. both, a bit of both, I'll say, yeah, I mean I, I do like
1: I do like to tidy things up, but sometimes I just don't have time, I guess, so yeah,
0: a bit of both a bit of both, so if people around you were with you, would they say, Are you tidy or messy?
1: I think so. I think, uh, I think it might be debatable for some people, but, yeah, I think generally, yes. Generally. You're
0: always very well presented. Oh, thank you. So Thanks. that kind of says to me you're going to be likely to be tidy. Yeah, but, uh, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, love or hate roller coasters? Love them. Yeah. Love them. Okay, yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Do you have any favorite roller coasters? Uh, I went to the
1: um, what's the one the tunnel of uh, the mountain? Uh, it's the one in Disney, the Disney one that. Okay. Kind of, yeah, Tunnel Mountain is called. I think it's like yeah, that was awesome.
0: Right, I enjoyed it. I've still yet to be to an American Disney, and I I do need to go. I love roller coasters myself.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So, well, yeah, yeah. So
1: I've never been to America. I went to the one in Paris.
0: Okay, I've been there. Have
1: you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like Star Wars in there and and all this kind of stuff, kind of zipping around while
0: you're flying through this tunnel and amazing i will have to go back so we've got an eight-year-old and i think it's about time she needs to go to disneyland Paris. and uh, i remember going to paris i used to go to france quite a lot and i visited paris and everybody says they love paris yeah personally it's it's not for me okay Um, but that's because i think i've seen behind the scenes in paris quite a lot and i've got relatives who used to live out there and stuff yeah okay and uh my favorite time when i went to paris is when i went to disneyland okay Um, yeah because i was all of a sudden surrounded by Happy people. Exactly. Everywhere we go, happy
1: people. It's just happiness. Just <laughs> happiness,
0: not so much the rest of Paris. But yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, do you hang – serious stuff now – do you yeah. hang your toilet roll over the top or behind the Ooh. back?
1: Controversial, isn't it? it um, is? I'm more of the over-the-top kind of guy.
0: Okay, yeah. fair enough. And why do you do that? That is the correct way, as I've said many times.
1: I think I, f- I find you have more control on the paper Yeah, when it's underneath – and you pull the terror. It, it, you could
0: potentially pull the whole
1: roll, right? So for off. the
0: benefit of the tape, Chris is doing this action right now as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so over the top, you can kind of, even if you're one-handed, you can kind of, you know, tear off a piece yeah. easier, I find. Yeah. That's,
0: Very good. For me, it. anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you eat your chocolate from the fridge or from the cupboard? Uh, definitely cupboard. Yeah. Definitely cupboard. Okay, yeah. that's a definite answer as well.
1: Yeah, 100% cupboard. I mean, I, ha- I I've pulled it out of the fridge. I'll eat it out of the fridge, but yeah. it's, it's harder to eat, I find. Um, for me, anyway. But I, I like
0: a bit of a softer chocolate. Apparently, that is the right way to eat it out of the cupboard. I am is a it? fridge man myself. Okay, fair and enough. I've said many times before, if I want uh, my lovely wife, Zoe, to not eat the chocolates, I pop them in the fridge. Ah, uh, okay. So, so the motive behind that, I, I get yeah, it now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> do you make your bed in the morning? Again, it's more of a
1: 50-50 chance on that one. Right. I'd say, well, it's probably more 70% yes, Thirty percent.
0: No. Okay. Yeah. And the follow-up question to that is always: Do you have any cushions on your bed? I don't. On you my don't. bed, no. I don't have cushions. No. no. Do you live by yourself at the moment? Yes, I do. You yeah. do, and that's why. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> there is no. I, I'm not saying it's a female thing. Okay? No, not but at if, all. But if I was living by myself, there would not be any cushions on our bed. Yeah. So, that's it. Although I have to say, I have used the cushions. Don't tell my wife this. I have used the cushions on the bed recently. Okay. Because I w- was feeling a little bit poorly. Yeah. And I went back to bed and I sat myself up on one of those cushions. They're good for that.
1: They are good for they that. They are, to be but fair, yeah.
0: don't tell her I did that because. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what is your favorite breakfast?
1: Favorite breakfast? Um, I like a stack, a stack of pancakes with maple I knew syrup. you were going
0: pancakes. <laughs> I knew it. It's <laughs> an easy one for me. With Come maple on. syrup, I'm with guessing.
1: With maple syrup, 100%. It's got to be there. And bacon, a side of bacon in there. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Deadly, dead. very
0: good indeed uh, what is your go-to karaoke song oh i'd have to say um under the bridge with um chili peppers maybe fantastic song yeah now i'm going to give you a very quick story on that okay, okay. so for many years my lovely eight-year-old daughter yeah. she likes lots of different music yeah and we've had to put up a lot recently with becky hill Okay. okay, she yeah. likes Becky Hill, and she yeah. like when we get in the car, yeah. Becky Hill essentials goes on the on the radio. It's Fair sort of enough. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. Recently, she's been introduced to the Chili Peppers. Oh wow! Okay, And she loves the track "Under the Bridge."
1: It's a good one. It's an it easy sing along one, isn't it? Because it's not too high, not too low. Yeah, which is perfect for my voice. And so, so, how would
0: that sound if you were going to do it right I'm, now for I, me? I can't,
1: then I'm not. There's no way. <laughs> I'm going to need a few points in me
0: before that happens, uh, Richard. I, th- I think you saw where I was going with that, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? But, uh, I did. Yeah, I saw it coming. So you're not going to give us a rendition of standing in line? Sadly, no. Not, no. Not today. Okay, no. okay. I've tried twice. <laughs> you never know. N- another time. Uh, favorite TV program or film?
1: Okay. Um, TV program... I I mean, if we go back into the back into the day, I liked Knight Rider. Oh, fabulous. And Magnum PI, A Team, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah love those. Yeah, with Kit the Car. Yeah, Kit. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice. Clever.
0: Which is scaringly almost like a normal car now.
1: It is, yeah, with AI coming. It's definitely gonna be it's right around the corner. Actually it is around it's
0: there, isn't it? There's already cars that talk to you, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. How how is AI very quickly gonna introduce into cars more and more then?
1: I think, well, I mean, obviously self-driving cars are already there, um, but it'll it'll get further. It'll get, like, I've noticed you're hungry today, Richard, um, or right now, Richard. um, How would you like to stop off? Why would they call you Richard, Chris? (laughs) Sorry, Carl. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know, why why don't we take a stop off at uh, the drive-thru? You know, that kind of thing. I mean, I think it's going to just get more intelligent and...
0: More proactive, yeah. Amazing. So, that was your f- favourite TV programmes back in the 80s. So, they, yeah. they had those in Canada then. Indeed.
1: Yeah, A-Team was, yeah you
0: know, on every day.
1: Yeah, B.A. Bricus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's amazing. Know, did you know nobody ever died in the A-Team? That's true, actually. <laughs> all yeah. the bullets and all the guns and all yeah. the explosions, yeah. not one person died. Good action 18. film or uh, show, wasn't it? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would you be and why?
1: Whew. Um all right, I kinda go between two here, but I I definitely you can want have two if you want. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. Let's say you come back twice.
1: I think I'd I'd like to be um like an, an osprey or a, a bald eagle or something like okay. that. Because the, obviously the flying element looks quite attractive to yeah. me. But um if you're well, certainly if you're a bald eagle, you're kinda like a top of the food chain in terms of birds, so you can I think you'll live longer. Yeah. Um, so I've put a bit of thought into that one yeah and then and then on the um, and they live in really cool areas as well Uh, bald eagles like um, the Queen Charlottes of Canada on the west coast right absolute paradise Um, so that or uh, maybe a dolphin a dolphin yeah fabulous why a dolphin then I don't know they just they're clever animals they're friendly they high speed they seem to sort of
0: live longer as well Um, uh, you know everyone loves them so. They do. Now, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be able to do this very quickly. Yeah. Okay. Is that one of my party tricks yeah. is that apparently I can make quite a good dolphin sound. Okay. okay? Wow. Okay. However, I'm not sure with how my throat oh my. is feeding today whether it's going to work, but we'll give it a go. Yeah. Whoa. There we go. there's my, there's my party trick. Oh. Uh, sounding like a dolphin. This is high quality radio. We are the only thing yeah. on right now. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, last question for you, Chris. Where is your happy place?
1: Happy place. Wow. Okay, I'd say um, on the side of a mountain in Canada, snowboarding.
0: oh yeah. amazing. Yeah, that definitely. does sound like a, with the beautiful views everywhere.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It takes you away. It's a bit like dancing, to be fair. Um, when you're doing it, there's nothing else, right? You yeah. just you're just in the moment, and uh, and everything else falls away.
0: What a beautiful place to be, <laughs> yeah. Chris. Thank you so much for coming on to Radio Bath today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Pleasure, yeah, absolute, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Remind everybody, if they do want to have a look at Meshi, how they could get in contact.
1: Yeah, if you, I mean, you can email me personally, chris at meshi.co, or just check out the website um, meshi.co, www.
0: And it's .co. a double I, isn't it? It's double I, yeah, actually, yes. absolutely, yeah. So, Mesh and then ii.co. Yeah, for intelligent internet. Oh, was, yeah. amazing. There you go. Thank you, Chris. We'll see you again very soon. All
1: right, cheers.